Welcome to the Empowered Curiosity Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Lee, and we are here to explore the ideas, stories, and experiences of what it means to be a curious and empowered human. We will talk about how to anchor into your relationship to intimacy, emotional alchemy, embodiment medicine, and conscious relationships. On this podcast, my guests and I will be sharing wisdom about coming back home to the truest version of yourself. Welcome to the Empowered Curiosity Podcast. Today, I've got my dear friend and fellow colleague and coach, Kendra Adachi, on here with me, and we are going to talk all about intuition. She and I have done one other podcast episode. It's called Reclaiming Body Wisdom. And I really think about these two conversations being sister episodes in a way, because we we go in depth about the body and the wisdom that it holds and the signs and symptoms as being a form of communication from your body. And that was in the last episode that we did. And now we're going to dive in even deeper. So now that we get a full understanding that our body is not expressing these quote unquote negative signs and symptoms to punish you and they are not meant to be fixed and they're not meant to be suppressed. So let's talk about what they're actually trying to say. And this is where intuition comes into play. So we're going to talk about exploring rooted intuition together. And Kendra is somebody who is in service of honoring the body's wisdom and guidance and about reclaiming the truth of aligned expression and expansion through the intuitive compass. This is going to be a conversation about really getting an in-depth understanding of intuition, where it lives, why it gets pulled off track and how to listen to it. And so in this, we're going to explore what it feels like when intuition is not aligned and how we actually need the contrast of quote unquote negative experiences that pulls us away from our intuition so that we actually know what it feels like somatically, emotionally, on that soul level, on the body level. So we know what it feels like when it gets locked back into place. Something that Kendra talks about so beautifully is using experimentation as a practice to help you notice the subtle messages that your intuition and your body is trying to communicate with you. We both discuss on our platforms about how your body is the conduit of your intuitive voice. And so really understanding that contrast between the body, the mind, the spirit, and how it is all fully integrated in the experience of being led from intuition. Now, before we get into this conversation that I had with Kendra, I have a very exciting announcement. My brand new offering is now open. So the doors are open for enrollment. It's called Remembrance. And it is an online community. And really what I'm trying to do when I put my intention out there, it's about calling in folks who are pattern breakers so that we can learn how to embody our purpose, shed the layers of conditional love, and learn how to lead from our true selves. Remembrance is really about waking up that seeker that's within you. And there might be an intuitive calling here. And that call might feel like, is this it? Is this all that life is? Life seems like it should be more than this. Or you might be thinking that you want to be the ancestor to say that these cycles of suffering, it stops right here with me. So remembrance is really about reclaiming a couple of things. 
It's about reconnecting to your intuition and anchoring into safety so that your decisions are made through the filter of abundance rather than from scarcity. It's about rediscovering the cyclical energies of your emotions so that you can find flow with and be nourished by your life experiences. It's about remembering your voice. It's remembering the expression of your true self and your intuition so that you can speak to your wants, needs, and desires in an empowered way. It's also about reclaiming your relationship to bliss and weaving play into the fabric of your reality so that pleasure no longer feels like a dream and an unscratchable itch that you keep chasing. It's about reoccupying the spaces that you're destined to take up in your life because the world needs your expression, your medicine, your unique self-expression now. And when it comes down to it, it's really about recruiting the wisdom of your body, your experiences, your traumas, and using those ingredients, not as things that block you from your purpose, but things that actually help you align with your purpose. At this point, you might be wondering you get so much value out of this podcast. That's why you're here, right? Um, So what's the difference between remembrance and this podcast? I really think about this podcast as being a great resource to begin. It's for curious humans who are craving these insights and meaningful conversations and stories, and it helps contextualize your experiences here. And my intention with the podcast is to deliver high value content that helps you see where your patterns may have come from. However, I cannot do active coaching or offer personalized attention. And this is how we can do it. In remembrance, it is group coaching. So we will not only explore the why of where your patterns may be coming from, which we do a lot of here on this podcast, but we can get a little bit deeper in a more intimate group. Um, But we also play with my toy box of trauma-informed embodiment practices, journaling prompts, guided visualizations, and active coaching. So if you think about remembrance as being an intimate and personalized webinar that we are co-creating. And from there, from that place of safety and co-regulation with your community, with me, there's so much potential for magic, for healing, for transformation to happen. So this is what Remembrance is all about. I've also made this a really accessible price point because one of my pet peeves about the healing industry is it feels like there's a really substantial paywall to get any sort of personalized attention. And I remember feeling that early on in my journey, I wanted to invest in myself. I wanted to put in the time, the energy, the soul work into this, but didn't have the financial means to do it. And so I've created Remembrance as a entry point into being able to do some personalized coaching together in a way that is also serving to the community. So this is a great way to step into some deeper work together. And I am so excited to open up the doors for you. And you can find out more information on my website. It is empoweredcuriosity.com. And I hope I get to see you in remembrance. In the meantime, I hope that you continue to get lots of insight, lots of aha moments from this podcast. And in that spirit, here is Kendra. Welcome to the Empowered Curiosity Podcast. Today, I've got my dear friend, Kendra Adachi, and 
She and I have collaborated on other episodes before, and I'm so excited to have you back on. You know, I was out for a walk with my friend this morning and she asked me, what are you doing for the rest of your day? And I was like, oh, I'm recording a podcast episode. And she's like, well, what are you going to, what's the subject? And I was like, you know, I have no idea because (laughs) Kendra and I just like to jam. And um, before we hit the record button, I think we came up with like a good little like foundation to start from. So we are going to talk about intuition today and there are so many places that we can branch off from there and it's something that you and I have had such a deep soul resonance I think that that's one of the things that you and I sort of nerd out about and have connected over and also a place where both of us have been pulled away from our intuitions in our lifetime and so this is why we teach what we teach why we talk about the things that we do is because we know what it's like on the other side of it. Um, So welcome, Kendra. So, so grateful that you're here. Oh my gosh. It's always an honor. Always an honor. What a beautiful way to spend life. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking with dear souls and sisters, like conversing about the complexities of life. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what a perfect thing that we've landed upon to really explore in this conversation intuition as like that is that is a place that I feel you know we can overthink and in our day and life and society now it's we really overthink like yeah what's the subject what's it going to be and it's like well what feels true I know like <laughs> just asking ourselves that question yeah. And not only just ourselves, but like we can go as far as like into dropping into the body and like letting our body be like what feels like feeling that word is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. feels true. Mm-hmm. And what felt true as we were jamming before you hit record was like, oh, this feels true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How much like permission and liberation is there when we honor that and we, we follow that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious because I'd like for for us to start with this sense of like, what does it feel like when our intuition is off? Because I don't think it's as like black and white as we think it is because even in my own life, you know, sometimes I don't even realize that I've lost touch with my intuition until after the fact when I'm able to tap back into it. So let's just talk about like, what's that squishy, murky place where we get lost? Yeah. Um, Well, when I think of this, when I feel into this, it's like, it's so unique to each person. So I'll speak from my own experience. Mm -hmm. And I know that because I'm a human living at this lifetime right now, I'm not going to be alone in this experience. Somebody mm-hmm. may, may likely resonate. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's, first of all, what I want to say is like, you're not wrong or bad to have mm-hmm. forgotten to be in touch with your intuition. 100%. Like you are human. Yeah. You're human. Give yourself grace. Be gentle. We ebb and flow and we forget and we come back often. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of like strengthening it. And that's mm-hmm. a part of, really coming back to knowing like oh this is what it feels like um so in my experience and I can speak to like recently 
is and what I teach is honoring the wisdom of the body. Mm-hmm. And so I, what I always go to is like, how, how am I really feeling in my body? How does my body speak to me? And not only that, but then how does also like my, how are my emotions? Where, where is my, my direction of perspective going? And of course, I'm not always going to be quote unquote conscious enough to even be observant of this and when it's happening. But as we, you know, choose to be in this kind of space of curiosity, empowered curiosity, if I may say so, um, is that we become, we, we do start to become aware to ask these questions. And so mm-hmm. something that comes up for me is like, as of late, like I, my body will feel more lethargic. Like I feel like tight in my body. I mm-hmm. feel like there's a tension, like there's a density. I'll feel like a density or a force, like not only like physically in my body, like there's a tightness, but also in my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I'll feel like, oh, I'm like, I'm gravitating towards like the thoughts that, you know, are lack or our uncertainty, our doubt, and like are fearful or mm-hmm. like not trusting. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried. I'm worried. Worry is a big one that's, I know, like capital K, no the truth capital t that that's not my aligned true state Mm -hmm. that's not the aligned true state for any of us Mm -hmm. however it is a guiding point Mm -hmm. i truly believe to really stop and listen in the body and say where where have we stopped listening like what are we avoiding what's actually Mm -hmm. happening here um and while i say that it's a lot of questions. I actually really mean like, can we breathe into the body and, and let ourselves soften to the point where we can hear what it is that she needs. Mm-hmm. And I say she, because I, I, um, I define myself as a she, her, and my body is as a she, you call your body, however feels true for you. And it's one thing to say this and it's one thing to say, okay, get still and breathe in your body. It's another thing to really know that that can sometimes take weeks Mm -hmm. (laughs) and -hmm. it can sometimes not take that long. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I feel like the squishy parts of not being in intuition, which again, for me was almost like this last round is like more density is like, like my brow is furrowed. I'm worried. Like I'm holding worry in my body Mm -hmm. and I recognize that I am, I'm allowed, I'm entertaining something that isn't true. Mm-hmm. And this is something that can be really paradoxical. Um, um, but I can be entertaining, like, it becomes easy to entertain things that aren't true. Like, I'm unsafe, or I am unsupported, or I am going to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And though looking on the outside, it's not, it's, that's not true. Um, mm-hmm. we can really start to choose to believe it and our bodies hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, a lot of the work that I do um, and most recently in this container permission is we breathe into that. We breathe into that and we really allow ourselves to recognize like, okay, hey, where have we maybe like steered away from listening to the truth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what's actually showing up and being navigated here. Yeah. Um, and, and that can also come with a lot of grief. Cause sometimes what I feel like is when I'm like away from 
my intuition or I'm away from my truth and I'm really entertaining these other thoughts is I'm actually also avoiding something like grief or I'm avoiding like facing something like maybe there's been a really big initiation and transition and um, young Kendra is like, like kind of wants to tantrum and doesn't really want to face what it means to go through a transition, which I'm <laughs> obviously alluding to some of my own present, present life happenings. <laughs> um, and so when we breathe into that, like, you know, our ego doesn't necessarily love to feel, you know, sadness or discomfort. Um, and grief can come with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But so when we allow ourselves to breathe into and like soften the density again, mm-hmm. which is my experience. And I actually, I actually like, like I'm stretching my jaw right now. Like I'm actually like open and like stretch and like breathe into and even press into the places where it feels really tense in my body over time. And if I'm really intentional with it, as it's softening, it's like the well of whatever emotion that's actually underneath it. That's the truth that is connected to intuition. Mm-hmm gets to actually come to surface and say, hey, you've been avoiding feeling this grief of initiation mm-hmm. um, and you've got to feel it. Yeah. And underneath that and with this initiation is this expansion, is this growth, and it's uncertain. But this expansion and this growth, which is like, I mean, I'll just say so it doesn't sound so vague, is like my partner and I just moved to a new place my whole family has been going through transitions. It's been a month of transitions. Mm-hmm. And I'm really recognizing that I haven't fully sat in ceremony and or acknowledgement of what actually just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my body is now like, is like, whoa, like we're avoiding this thing and um, I'm holding on to it. I'm holding mm-hmm. on to like the, the, something big just happened. Can we be with this? Can we, can we sit with this? And I'm like, every day I'm like oh there's still errands that we've got to do um this is becoming a very long-winded answer (laughs) but I love it I love it I've um, been taking notes so we can circle back to some stuff (laughs) perfect thank you appreciate that um this is the flow yeah um and and again it's been like almost I would say it's been almost two months and only now am I is my body really starting to be like okay pay attention to me yeah pay attention to me. So it's been about, I would say over a month that I've really been in this flow of like really deeply connected to, to the inner knowing of intuition. Um, and that's okay. Like I said at the beginning, like, it's okay. You know, like life was asking me to step up in a way where I just, I, I did needed to step into these roles that were seemingly foreign to me in the past. Um, I really, I really got to put on a big old adulting hat in many various occasions and that's beautiful. And, um, but in that too, I mean, I often as well, cause I'm human can forget to like stop and acknowledge like what that energetically also took for me on a soulful level, mm-hmm. on a spiritual level mm-hmm. and leading to, to, it takes allowing ourselves to first of all, really feel like this doesn't feel like, right. Like I was telling my partner yesterday and for the past couple of days, like, I just feel off. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel off. Like, my body is all my digestion, which I know in our previous podcast I spoke to, like, digestion is one of the ways that my body speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, am I assimilating life? Mm-hmm. Am I really digesting what's happening here? Right. Um, and 
and softening really listening to that and honoring like what does the body need and a big thing that's been showing up is I've been sleeping so much and like letting that be okay mm-hmm. <laughs> letting that be okay um and in that softening and in that rest and I because I also truly believe that when we're sleeping is when there's a lot of deeper work that's happening too yeah, 100%. that like we just do not comprehend on this plane mm-hmm. and I just give that to I give that to source and I just trust in that and it just starts to slowly unfold and slowly melt was the word I was using before. It's like, I feel like I'm the, the tension is melting and I'm really feeling more closer connected to my heart. And it's not mm-hmm. something that we can force, but we can really start to be aware of, I don't feel in alignment. I mm-hmm. feel the disconnect. It feels like tense, like tense density in my body and I'm aware of this and I'm going to start listening and giving the rest of whatever it is that your body is requesting. And slowly as we honor that, we can really start to feel that connection to like what's really happening here. What is the next devotional honoring step that um, is required to support coming back to this anchored place of intuition? Yeah, that's beautiful. So many things I want to circle back to. <laughs> I, I, I took this on a bit of a trip. Yeah. So the first thing I wrote down, and this is going to go way back to one of the first things that you said, which is, you know, if you are feeling disconnected from intuition and as you later then elaborated on, you're feeling disconnected from your body, if you're kind of disconnected from source, this does not mean that you are wrong. Mm -hmm. And I would take that even one bit step further and say that there is everything right with you in that moment. Yes. (laughs) Because you are actually like, when we feel disconnected from source, (laughs) when we feel disconnected from source, it's really a survival tool, you know? And so I've been doing a lot of study around um, trauma-informed practices and doing a lot of reading and um, taking courses of Gabor Mate's. And this is one of the things that he talks about, which is when things get really scary and our body or our emotional plane perceives a threat, and a severe enough threat that it is life-altering, life-changing, perhaps even, you know, physically unsafe, then we go to these places where we have these, these mechanisms to keep us safe. And so those voices that you were talking about is saying, you know, I'm unsafe, I feel unsupported, I'm, I'm going to be left alone, you know, those are not like as you had mentioned, their stories, that's not rooted in anchored in reality, but those stories are what kept you safe in the past, yes. you know? And so if you have the story running in the background of I'm unsafe and I'm unsupported, then you're going to figure shit out to make yourself independent and support yourself, which has probably worked for a really long time in your life. So then when you feel like there's a transition point, when you feel like there's something that feels threatening to your nervous system going on, then you're going to default to those old programs because that's what has worked for you in the past. 
you know, hundred <laughs> percent. And, you know, it's your job to bring that consciousness forward and to reassure that part of your ego that says, I want to hook to the past. I want to go back to that old story and to just bring that forward and bring it present and say, no, I have a support system now, you know, thank you so much because the independence has gotten me so far, but I have a partner who supports me now. I have friends I can call on, you know? And so it's this weird place of like, I feel like somebody in that situation, if they're early on in their sort of personal development journey, they start confusing. Okay. So which one's my, I, you know, which one is my intuition? Which voice is my intuition? Is it the voice that says to stay present because that generally doesn't feel safe either? Or is it the voice that says I'm independent and I've got to figure shit out on my own because that also doesn't feel unsafe. So I'm curious, you know, I have my own answer for this, but I'm curious about how you would work with that in somebody who's in that squishy place of like one foot being an intuition, one foot being an ego and not being able to discern the truth, capital T truth, as you say, um, between those two. Great question. And I just want to say that, um, yeah, it's so beautiful and obviously synchronistic that you bring up Gabor Mate Mm -hmm. because actually last night we watched um, his documentary, um, The Wisdom Wisdom of of Trauma. So good. Wow. Um, I want to purchase that and send it to every single person I've ever worked with in my life <laughs> and, and including my family. <laughs> Not that I've worked with my family, but I want to send it to them because that's something really briefly is that's exactly um, what I caught myself in was in this pattern and um, this pattern of how, what does Kendra do or what has Kendra done in the past in order to feel Mm -hmm. safe and secure and supported and she like does it's very hyper masculine um it's very masculine it's like no we run the errands we get up we we take all the boxes we do the things and underneath that is like the whoa like I'm 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 tender I'm fragile I'm sensitive and like the more that I'm like taking the boxes like each one is like more like the tense and the density is just still the word. And so that was something that I got to really yesterday as I was um, after a container I held and I went for this walk and I was just kind of guided where I go. I was really being faced with, first of all, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I, I I will answer your question. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, this is, it might just be just a little bit, but first of all, I also recognize that a lot of what I was healing uh, or what I was feeling wasn't all my own. And a lot of it, and I know Gabramati speaks to this too, is also generational and ancestral. Mm-hmm. And um, what I came to realize is I feel like I was feeling a lot of my own mother's um, healing mm-hmm. and trauma mm-hmm. and worry. And, um, and that became true mm-hmm. when I received a text message from her. And that, that's so interesting. And, and acknowledging um, that, yeah, the old pattern, yeah, it's gotten me here. Well, it's gotten me far and, and we don't need to be in survival anymore, which is something that I've really been navigating is we go into these survival responses. And so um, to answer the question of for somebody who's feeling like, how do I know the difference? 
I have a couple answers to that. And one of them may not be very popular, um, but it's something that's just true for, for, for me in my experience um, is that it takes, it does take experimentation. Mm-hmm. It does take, you know, just allow yourself to, to try, allow yourself to see and then see, like, say, for example, you know, the one step is, you know, this feeling present feels like it's in my truth, but this other one of like, you know, feeling like this is going to support me surviving. How does your body respond to both? Mm-hmm. It's just usually my, it is my guiding point. It is my compass. And I will always be directing people to really gain a connected relationship to how their body feels in any given moment. And I, and I recognize that that is a practice. That is yeah. a practice. And that's why I also say it's going to be an experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, is, and I think I've talked about this before on this podcast, but for me, that's always supported me coming back to what is the capital T truth mm-hmm. is like what feels like in one sense, like opening relaxing like like it's an opening and like I can exhale and almost is like I can just feel very relaxed and my body just sort of just opens and softens Mm -hmm. if I wanted if I like depending on what the conversation is or what what is the question it's it's not so much what's the question but how does each one feel in your body and if you go towards man if I feel into presence and if I just feel into like just pausing for a moment and breathing while like there can there's likely going to be chaos happening in the mind can you tap into like how is your body feeling is it, is it starting to open is it starting to feel like it's um, feeling grounded and safe here whereas the other piece is you'll know if it's not in the alignment or intuition because it might it may add on to the contraction it may add on to the tensity it may add on to the worry or whatever that emotion is that's happening and um and again it's so unique to each person but it may it may add on to like the continual want to to either avoid and go back to the pattern like does Mm -hmm. you just want to like avoid and go back to the pattern of Mm -hmm. checking the to-do list or going to the addiction as Gabor Mate Mm -hmm. really speaks to um or is one feeling a little bit more centered and and loving um another word that shows up for me is and I don't mean this in a sexual sense but what feels like actually and I recognize this is where it can be tricky especially if it comes to addiction um, but what feels actually deeply, like, and, I, and I'm, I'm talking deeply in the body, like pleasurable, mm-hmm. like what feels like this is actually so like nurturing, mm-hmm. nurturing might be a better word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other thing, the other, the other choice might feel like a hit. <laughs> it might feel like okay for right now, but then what, but then what, but then what? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. the other one is almost more like satiating, mm-hmm. if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recognize that some folks are maybe listening and they're like, well, I want a quick answer. And the thing is that um, in my experience, there is not a quick answer, but there's the invitation to oh, 
to do and come to the responsibility of how your body responds to um, to softening and opening or to being in that pattern. And I, I again, this is kind of tricky and nuanced because this is where having guidance is really supportive Mm -hmm. and having a mentor or, or some way to have somebody to talk to and discern this with. Um, Yeah. I had a couple other thoughts. I might have to come back to that. Um, I'm not sure if that answered your question. It did. And I want to add to it. Um, Yeah. Because I don't think it's always like, like I love the words that you're using in terms of like openness and contraction and density and lightness. And in my experience, it's not always that clear. And so it's about, and, and, I, and I actually love this idea of using experimentation as a practice because when you start using that as a practice, you are able to start to notice the subtleties between densities. Mm-hmm. And, and so that then becomes a compass. And so one of the things that I do with my clients is we really feel into the body, like, you know, imagine yourself going through situation A and then imagine yourself going down, you know, the other fork in the road and they both might feel heavy, but which one feels lighter? Even if it's like on a minuscule level, which one feels lighter? Yes. Yes. And I think another clue for me is personally, like when I get hooked and I find myself in the past or in the future, Like that never really turns out well for me. It feels really good for my ego because my ego likes when it knows all the pieces, right? And so if I get hooked into that old story and I know for you that story is I feel unsafe and I'm unsupported. For me, it's I feel unsafe and I need to control everything. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) And so if I control everything, I actually know how that story turns out because I've done that so many times. And the scarier thing is actually to release control and to surrender. And that feels scary because I don't know how that story turns out. And most of the time, that's the thing I'm scared of is the fear of the unknowing. Yeah. Right. And so, and again, I think that I love this idea of of experimentation being a practice because, you know, I don't know that I would have been able to figure that out in my 20s. But now being in my mid 30s, there's been enough times that these patterns have played out now that I know how those experiments go. Right. And so, Can I have the bravery to try a new and different experiment? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's where intuition sort of quavers a little bit, Mm -hmm. where she's like, are you sure? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, but again, like if I'm time traveling 
in the past in the future then I know that's not intuition like that's it that's just a clear hit for me that that is not where intuition lives intuition lives in the present moment and you keep coming back to this word density which I love because it brings on the somatic experience of the body which I know is is a key component in both of our works Mm -hmm. and it brings on one of my good friends is a poet um buddy wakefield i don't know if you if you know him um but one of the things that he says so beautifully is is it's all about transmuting density and so you know if we can if we can use intuition to transmute density in the physical plane and the emotional plane, then it allows for chi to flow. Like we talk about chi stagnation in Chinese medicine and really that's, that's all just energetic densities, you know, and the energetic densities can take on physical form in the form of, you know, phlegm and and so like when people feel disconnected from their intuition you start seeing them like clear their throat a lot Mm, interesting you know and so um it's like that that energetic density of not being able to express your voice got lodged in the throat which then creates an actual physical density yeah it can show up in the form of like knots in your muscles you know, so again, it's like shoulders and, and, and neck. It's like, those are the places where we typically use to protect ourselves. We curl in on ourselves and make our backs bigger and condense our, our chest and, and all the like vulnerable internal organs. Right. And so, you know, if you are in a protective space and that is the energetic density, then that shows up on the physical plane, you know? And so, if we can use our bodies as a guide and to look at where we have created these dense accumulations on the body, it gives us a really big clue into what's happening on the energetic plane and the emotional plane as well. Mm. I love all of this. (laughs) Truly I'm the body is the compass. The body is so wise and I love what you said, um, too, and I absolutely agree. The, the future or past living, um, catching ourselves there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't remember the exact quote or who said it, um, but somebody said that depression lives in the past, anxiety is living in the future. Mm-hmm. And when I really, like, um, in my experience, when I, when I read that, when I felt that, I was like, there's a lot of truth there because when, if I think about my own experience, when I have experienced depression, there's a lot of like, I haven't amounted to much or like those, Mm. these sort of like these sort of thoughts and like looking back at, or like maybe what was and what is no longer. And anxiety is like, uh, is like very like future worry. And like the, the sensation again of worry, which used to live so rampant in my body still shows up Mm -hmm. because I'm human. Mm-hmm. And it's there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like worry is very much future anxiety living. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and yeah, how does that feel in the body? And mm-hmm. so I love what you're talking about also the energetic flow and chi and what can support bringing upon the flow of this again is when we do have that, we do have the practice or we create the practice or we have guidance to return back to presence or to check in and say, wow, am I really, am I living in the past or am I living in the future? Or am I li- or in the future? Or am I living right now? And we allow ourselves to be inquisitive with ourselves mm-hmm. and be curious with ourselves and say, how does it feel when I'm living in all of these different stages? Mm-hmm. How am I, how does it feel in my body? And how is that? Yeah. How is that really truly serving me? Yeah. Um, and it becomes an opportunity. And something I want to say too is um, when you were like, yeah, when we, when we do forget, um, we both agree upon that when we do forget what intuition is, that it's actually perfect. It actually is. It's actually necessary. I'm, I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer that all of our human experiences, however minute or grand is exactly, it's happening exactly for, exactly for us to strengthen our knowing Mm -hmm. to be able to return to what we're what we're here to learn what we're here to really um get to understand about ourselves and then from that place um we strengthen that like you said we strengthen the connection to um, the subtleties of energy of what feels less dense and what feels more dense. And we wouldn't know these things about ourselves if we're not given the opportunity to actually feel into them or feel through them or navigate them. And every time we feel through them and navigate them and we have that awareness, we can become closer to our intuition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel. Absolutely. I think so often the traumas that we experience in our lives are a direct reflection of the, the, I call it the Tao, but like the mandate that we come into this plane needing to figure out. Mm-hmm. So I just turned 36 for my 36th birthday, I decided I was going to do some psilocybin. Mm. I've been having a lot of like sort of pings and, and dots in my world. And I just wanted a tool to help connect all of them. Mm. And I had this really, really beautiful experience and was able to hold myself in that container. And I came out of it feeling like the two words that came to mind were deeply accepted and deeply surrendered. And post um, session, I'm sort of journaling and, and writing about it. And I'm looking back at all the deepest wounds that I have in relationships, in circumstances, in, in all the things. And I'm realizing that it is, the direct opposite of being accepted and surrendered. And so I spoke already about the control piece, you know, all the places that I wanted to control were actually all the places that I wanted to actually feel safe and surrendered. And all the places that I wanted to be accepted were all the places that I had perceived these ideas of projection and conditions in order to feel loved. 
And as soon as that sort of clicked in for me of like, oh, all these really difficult, challenging experiences, you know, being born in the family that I was born in, you know, having a brother who was really depressed and tried to commit suicide multiple times, having a marriage that was deeply at its core, not really accepting of each other. Um, Like all of these experiences have led me to this place where I now know that my Tao, my mandate is to feel accepted and surrendered in myself and to look for experiences that help cultivate and foster that. And then from there also, that is, that's the medicine I'm meant to bring out into the world, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I think that had I not understood intuition and done the work that I've been doing for the last 15 years of shedding these layers of conditions and narratives and, and these old stories and, and survival mechanisms, I would not have been able to get to that place. And, and I, and for everyone, it's different. Right. And so I don't know what your Tao, your mandate is, but a good place to start looking and to start trying to understand that is actually going back to the places that act- that scare you, mm-hmm. which is to look at the parts that have caused the deepest wounds in you mm-hmm. and look at how you have abandoned yourself in order to actually get that mm-hmm. Tao that you've been seeking all along. All of life experiences and all of the choices that we've made that maybe we're not necessarily proud of but all of them were so meant to happen and serving for the unique expression and service that we're all here to do in our unique way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and because I feel like we can get really lost into self-judgment and, um, and self-shame mm-hmm. on like what we've experienced, what we've done, or uh, and even really hold on to and allow ourselves to continue to be victimized by situations that we've mm-hmm. experienced. Mm-hmm. And what if we actually had the truth of the perspective that this was all part of our unique path mm-hmm. and that the feelings of doing something wrong or, or making a mistake or being out of integrity at some point, you know, brought us closer to like, what is, what is our soul expression? And what is our soul journey, mm-hmm. which again, I would say is really, is everything to the guiding point of um, our intuition. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, I don't know, I don't have the answers here. I'm just talking about my own experience of being a human. Um, but sometimes our intuition does take us to places where we're meant to feel hurt. Yeah. And we're meant to feel and experience things that could be traumatic mm-hmm. because we're meant to then actually navigate and go through those to come back to our own healing, to come back to our sovereignty, to heal something that maybe, and if we believe in this, um, that we didn't in a past life yeah, or that we're doing for our ancestors that our ancestors are not able to. Yeah. Yeah. 
And if anything, regardless of what is true around all of that, for me, if I look at that perspective, that feels like that openness in my body. Mm-hmm. And that feels like a, a deep nurturing sense that I don't need to feel shameful about yeah. this. In yeah. fact, I can actually feel liberated in knowing that there's deep wisdom in all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it allows me to have gratitude for the things that I never thought I could have gratitude for. Yeah. You know, because I look back on the relationship with my ex-husband and I was in that relationship for 12 years, which is a really fucking long time. That's a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I had always, you know, said I'm grateful for the relationship, but I was also really, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but disappointed in myself that I had stayed for so long Mm -hmm. when I knew in my intuition that it was not the right relationship for me Mm -hmm. or for him. Mm -hmm. And having now had this experience of being able to tap into my Tao and being able to see like, oh, I needed to learn that over 12 years. Because I think, as you said, like sometimes these experiences pull us so far away from our intuition because we need that data point to understand what it feels like to be in intuition. Because we need that contrast. We need that, um, that juxtaposition. And, and so for me now, like that data point is such a knowing feeling in my body that I can't confuse that anymore. Yeah. You know? And so if anybody is listening and there's a feeling of resentment or a feeling of like, why the fuck did that have to happen to me? You know, if you can look at it as, if you can look at your life as an experiment, you know, like think of that challenge, think of that difficult experience, think of that, that block as a really, really important data point that needed to, to be uncovered. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important for so many folks to hear. Um, Cause I've heard it in my clients and I've experienced it myself too, though it wasn't a 12 year marriage, but if we're talking relationships and how many times I've heard and unspoken also myself of like, man, I knew the red flags. I saw the red flags and almost shame myself for being like, why, why did I stay for so long? Mm-hmm. And forgiving the self, I think forgiveness is such a huge piece to again, come back to this place of opening and connecting to trust and intuition. I feel like if we don't forgive, we're putting it blocks around our heart and we're, mm-hmm. that's a whole other conversation. Um, but the amount of times I have heard, and again, like I said, in myself as well, of almost like, yeah, shaming myself for, for not knowing better. And the thing is, like you said, my soul, I feel, wasn't, it, it needed the duration that it had. It needed to go through and feel everything in order for it to actually embody and land as like, mm-hmm a rooted knowing as a rooted remembrance Mm -hmm. really like this is what happens this is what it feels like 
when we really dim our light, when we really veer off course and disconnect from ourselves, that's what it feels like. You'll never not know what that feels like now. Mm-hmm. And you'll also know when you start to feel like that again. Mm-hmm. And you'll also learn how do we make sure, how do we honor ourselves that um, we do the best that we can, that we don't reach that point. Yeah. And we get to then learn, learn lessons such as clear communication, mm-hmm. radical honesty, mm-hmm. And speaking this truth to new partners, new mm-hmm. friendships, mm-hmm. and really stating like, hey, if this is, this is me honoring me and this is what it looks like to be in a relationship with me. And just and inviting them to really feel like, what does that mean? And you get mm-hmm. to hear that from them too. And at least it also gives them permission to speak their truth. Mm-hmm. We're moving towards relationships. And so, yeah, just like you said, I... But yeah, I have, I have a lot of, now looking back, I have a lot of respect and love for the Kendra that stayed, for the, for the person that stayed in the relationship that was too long or in the workplace scenario that wasn't in integrity because I needed to almost, I needed to really allow my body and my soul to, to get it, to embody it, to, to establish the deep honoring of, um, of what is a no, mm-hmm. of what is, what is out of integrity in, when, in relationship with me. And what's a better way to say this? I really needed to have the experience in order to support myself moving forward and in mm-hmm. order to support not only myself, but the people that I love moving yeah. forward. And the way that I want to experience and be in service in life. Yeah. And just from that one relationship, and you could probably speak to this too, just from that one experience of the relationship, um, what I learned there has that learning has permeated now and spread across not only in relationship romantically, but also 100%. in friendships, yeah. also in career and also just in how I speak boundaries and how I get to navigate, like, wait a minute, that's, that's not an integrity with my values. And mm-hmm. I know that now <laughs> because of what I've experienced. I'm going to speak to this now yeah. as opposed to not at all. Yeah. The visual that came up for me is like I needed to walk around in shoes that did not fit for 12 years for me to actually realize that like shoes can fit. Oh. So like... <laughs> You know, like you, you sometimes need that experience of, of being pulled away from intuition of not living in integrity in whatever way that looks like so that you know what it feels like when you sink into a pair of shoes that fit perfectly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only shoes that fit, but then like also there are shoes that can like, you can even go barefoot. (laughs) There's a lot of ways we could go with it. Um, but that, that goes back to the experimenting of like, what do I know is like my truth, truth or, or what is like, you know, me being in the pattern and in safety and security. Um, it may take 12 years. And when we, if those of you that are listening to this podcast, you're listening to this because you're obviously an empowered, curious person and, and we get to all, every day is an opportunity. 
yeah. every every moment is an opportunity to listen into seeing like how is this actually feeling in my body am i in my future am i in my past mm-hmm. and the body it will always be the anchor mm-hmm. and um and giving ourselves a lot of grace and gentleness that it it's it takes allowing ourselves to just actually live life to to feel these experiences we can't yeah. be afraid right that's yeah. something i just want to encourage too is like is like again we're going to make quote unquote mistakes or mm-hmm. going to have the learning opportunities and we've got to allow ourselves to still go out there and do that yeah and that's that's how we also get closer to intuition is yeah. as we navigate all of these all of the invitations that life has to offer, like mm-hmm. still go out there, experience it, mm-hmm. feel hurt, feel great, feel, feel all the things, come back to the body, come back to the body and allow yourself to really be in that relationship. And that can be, it is a lifestyle. It really is a lifestyle to come back into listening and really yeah. coming into um, discerning, like what is the unique way your body talks to you throughout life? Yeah. Not numbing it. Yeah. I think what I love about how you speak about these very nuanced concepts is that it really comes from an experiential place, you know? I think that this is where I struggle with allopathic medicine and traditional talk therapy Mm. is because it comes from a very head centric space Mm. of like needing to understand it from the mind's perspective and needing to understand it from a very logical perspective. And I don't feel safe in those containers, to be honest. And Mm. I think that this is why I feel so safe in friendship with you And I imagine this is why it feels so safe to be a client of yours um, is because the safety comes from a place of, of you're a human being, you have lived through similar experiences and similar emotions and, and have come through and into the other side with this like deep knowing that you've gained some wisdom from that place. And with this also with this deep knowing that you will return to that place at some point, you know, and that's okay. And I don't know, I've been in therapy for years um, uh, previously. And I felt like my experience with therapy, it was just like this person walking around with this like like net trying to catch me you know instead of actually allowing myself to to be a full human being and to actually have that full human experience he was like oh no 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 don't feel bad don't feel bad don't feel bad you know and and that's mm-hmm. something that i really appreciate about you and these conversations that we have is there is no emotion on the spectrum of emotions that we are all meant to have in this lifetime that is not valid and that's not accepted by you and I think that that's an important quality to have when 
listeners out there, if you're looking for support systems, like I've stopped looking at the backs of people's names for their letters. And instead I've gone back to intuition. There we go. And how safe I feel in their presence. And I think that that is infinitely more important than the modality, than the letters in the back of their name in the like specific schools of, you know, whatever traditions they've studied, you know, if they are not embodied in safety, then that's not going to be a healing space for you. And so I think that that's something that if anybody walks away from this particular episode, you know, wanting to tap into their intuition and wanting to practice it in some way, it's like, okay, so look to the support systems around you, whether it's mentors or coaches or family members or friends and feel into how safe you feel when you're with them. How does it feel in your body when you're feeling in safety with them? And move to just say yes to more of those experiences, mm. you know. Well, thank you. I, re- I received that in a really deep way. Thank you so much. Mm. Uh, what a beautiful honor to sit here and just feel, feel those words in my body. Um, but I, I couldn't agree more. Um, it comes back to me about like that listening again, of course, to the body of, I mean, we can, like we were talking about circumstances about like, like choosing A or B, but this also is like your relationships in, in, in every, every spectrum. Mm -hmm. And especially not especially, but if we're talking about coaches, like is your body feeling open and like, yeah, I could be vulnerable here. And not only like the safety piece, which I agree is really important, but also like the place where you feel, mm, I'm, I'm safe and I'm also trusting that they, whoever the mentor or person is going to also, you know, truly wants the best for me. Mm-hmm. And that's going to look sometimes like an uncomfortable comment, or it's going to look like they're going to call me forward. Yeah. They're going to call me forward. And, and there's something in that relationship that I think is um, really unique and really profound mm-hmm. is feeling safe. And also feeling like, because we feel so safe, we know that the calling forward or whatever it is that the mentor or the coach has to say or reflect back to or invites that it may be activating, but we know because we're in that safe, we truly feel this trusting safe connection that it is coming from this place of like really, really wanting the best for, for me, for the others. Like my, my mentors as well. Like I know that there is this deep love that my mentors have for me and it's reciprocal. And it's like, it's like, it's, it is so trauma informed. It's like, I see past all of this story and pattern and I see the human and the heart and the child and, and, and the woman and, and the man, whoever I see that person there. And that's who I'm calling forward. Yeah. Right. And that, 
um, yeah, again, I, I second what you're saying. Anybody who's listening to this, if you are seeking mentorship in any way, like if you can feel that in relationship to somebody that you are going to be um, investing in valuable resources to, because truly my experience is like, has been so invaluable with my mentors and coaches, mm-hmm. like let it feel that, let it feel like, listen to like, does my body feel open here? Or is there actually like maybe, maybe a contraction or like, I don't feel like I could fully be open and safe and heard in this space. And not just of course with coaches, but with friends. Yeah. With all the people in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, And part of that too, is like not having a prescriptive outcome for your client. Oh, you know, I've, I've been in situations with therapists, um, and, and especially watching my brother going through therapy. Um, and it's like, they're trying to get him somewhere. Yeah. And instead of just allowing his true self to come forward, it felt like with a lot of the therapists that he was seeing, they were trying to domesticate him. Oh, wow. And so, and so having seen that, with this like prescribed idea of like where their clients are meant to go and, Mm. and then not being able to get him there because that's not actually who he is, you know? And I also see this in my, in my coaching practice where, you know, I I work with couples and I tell them up front, like, I actually don't know if you guys are going to stay together at the end of this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And And so if you're coming to this with this like prescribed idea of like, I have to stay with my partner, then I'm not the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. Because what I am going to do is I'm going to help you uncover on both sides, you know, what is it like to express your true self? And what is it like to express your true self? And do those true selves actually have a place that they can meet and respect and love each other? And find that security in a really organic way instead of just giving you tools to continue to stay together, even though you're not meant to stay together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, you know, I think that when we as, you know, clinicians, as mentors, as coaches can step into our own intuition and know that there is no prescriptive outcome for any of our clients. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've seen like to sort of speak to an, a point that you made earlier, I've seen such amazing work come forth. You know, I I teach the Heart Lab, which is a 12-week group coaching program all about conscious relationships, but it doesn't end at just the romantic partnership that's transformed. You know, I've had women who go through the program and they're like, I quit my corporate job. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm going to go freelance. Like things start shifting in the external world, not just in their relationship when the internal landscape changes and shifts, but all of it does go back to intuition and being able to express your true self and being able to have a safe container where you can feel seen and heard and understood Mm -hmm. and then allow that person to step forward in a feeling of safety. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I would add on to that. It was like, it's coming back to, to trusting mm-hmm. yourself and trusting in this is what my body is is saying and that and then like we were speaking earlier too it's like it's one thing to like 
uh, and like a lot of the work that I do, it's like one thing to like come into like sitting in and like really feeling how your body is speaking to you throughout life's navigations. It's one thing to like start to come to terms and discern and feel that. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing to, to name it. And then it's another thing to then actually follow that, like follow yeah. through with that, like intuitive yes. guide. Trusting the... So trusting that knowing that comes through in the body when we feel it. And then it's another thing to actually take action on that. And I don't really love the word action, but it's actually like, okay, can we trust ourselves to do this? And the more that we notice and the more that we experiment, the more that we like, okay, this is the devotional honoring thing that's wanting to come through, Mm -hmm. the stronger that trust feels within self. And then we'll be like, you know what? I'm being told to leave my corporate job. I trust this. Like I'm scared and fear is valid. This is all valid. And that is the feeling that feels like I'm getting goosebumps, like talking about this. Like that is the feeling <laughs> that feels so fucking true. Yes. And we can, it can feel like the most craziest thing. I'm just like, really, this is what my heart and my body and my intuition is like guiding me towards. Mm-hmm. That sounds preposterous, but your right. heart and your body truly are the compass and the guiding point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, and I speak to as well, like some of the things that I've, I've been able to witness in, in clients where they've come to support, like, you know, a health journey within their body yeah. and they've left with stronger relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but I also love what you say too, about like, you know, if you're coming to this work to look a certain way, because I, I speak a lot about the wisdom of the body and, and yes, like, the, the foods and the consumption, that's a part of it, but it's, it's, I'm never going to prescribe a, a way to eat. And we've talked about this before. Yeah. What I will talk to is inviting like the relationship to what we consume and the underlying reasons of why. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women will come in and be like, I want to lose a certain amount of weight. And like, that might not happen, yeah. you know? And like, actually what might happen is like if you're here to looking for a specific goal or outcome in your mm-hmm. physical appearance, this is not my work. This is, yeah. this is, I'm not for you yeah. because what actually might happen is that we become trusting and loving in where we are, who we are. And, and that is like, we're, that is enough. And, yeah. and how can we be an authentic loving space and permitting ourselves to say, this is my, this is me. Yeah. And yeah. this is this is how this is what feels true and it may look like actually yeah, I am leaving my marriage. Actually, mm-hmm. you know what? I love the way that this body is showing up in this world. Yeah. And it's actually so much deeper than all of these other things. It's actually trusting comes back to the trusting of the intuition mm-hmm. and permitting ourselves mm-hmm. to go there and and boldly honor the requests, mm-hmm. <laughs> the devotional mm-hmm. asks mm-hmm. of the body. Yeah. I think that you talk about this in your work as honorable devotional action, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and when you start understanding that no one except you gets to prescribe your own moral authority. And when you mm-hmm. stop, looking for others to prescribe moral authority for you. This is when you start doing those practices of, of looking towards every action that you make as a devotional practice. You know, that's when 
your business becomes a spiritual practice. That's when your relationship becomes a spiritual practice. That's when going for a walk in the woods becomes a spiritual practice. Going and picking out fruit at the farmer's market becomes a spiritual practice. It, you know, it becomes this place where, you know, you work in in the realm of, of body image a lot. And so like, if you no longer require the external world to prescribe what kind of body you are meant to live in. Yes. You know, then you start looking at your actions from an aligned place of like, oh, I can trust my intuition on this. Yes. Imagine that, you know? You said this so beautifully. And like, how liberating is this? Mm-hmm. And something that I want to speak to, because I think this is really important. Um, this past year, I have been really navigating masculine and feminine energy and the condition of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And I can't not have a conversation with anybody without this coming up at some point. Um, and the external validation is patriarchal conditioning. Mm-hmm. It is like the wounded masculine of, I need to look a certain way in order to be chosen, especially if I'm speaking from a feminine woman perspective, because that's my experience. And that's primarily a lot of who I work with is they come wanting to make these changes, but is it really for them? Mm-hmm. And is that really the truth of what's happening here? And, and when we can really start to understand our ties and in which ways we actually participate in the patriarchal conditioning and we liberate ourselves and we say, actually, what if, what if the internal, the internal orientation of what I start to, to trust and move through and how I live in my life. Um, yeah, this is the agent place. This is where actually I get to rewrite any of this. Like I get to say, actually, no, I don't need to care. And I recognize this is, this is work. This is process. This is practice. Yeah. Like, I don't need to care what the external thinks about how I feel. Mm-hmm. That's mine. Mm-hmm. That's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. That's that's like feminine, and I'm talking energetically, not just woman or, or, or male, male or female. That's the sovereign feminine space, and this space is a powerful place, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it's it is so creative. And she is again, I speak to her as she because of the energy of feminine, but she is she is so much more she is the intuition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right I feel like masculine more is like the mind and the structure and the body and the feeling mm-hmm. is is the feminine and yeah. who I know that we're getting kind of close to time because I'm about to open up like what could be another podcast um <laughs> but is how Which it should just be <laughs> right <laughs> but is how um how in so many ways, the way that we've suppressed and oppressed listening to our body is an mm-hmm. oppression of the feminine. Yeah. And we're come where in our society it's it's shifting. Yeah. It's shifting in a big yeah. way. And this yeah. work of like, what do you mean I can actually listen and be in self-agency and not need to be governed or controlled by anything outside of me? Yeah. If that's actually truth and it's actually possible. And I know that yeah. that's what we both speak to so much in our both of our work. Yeah. And um it's so beautiful to witness not only in like, cause again, practice work, I'm mm-hmm. reminding myself 
very often, but witnessing as well and the clients and the people that we get to work with, like mm-hmm. when they start choosing that and operating in that for themselves yeah. and their own self-agency, how, how relationships, dynamics in their life, and then how that gets to be, they get to be the permission of what's possible. And it's just, and it's all, and it's their own choosing. It's their mm-hmm. own sovereignty and how they uniquely choose to trust and express mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. is not to say that we throw out the entire blueprint of the masculine. Absolutely know? not. That like the we, masculine is important. Yeah. And like, if we think about it as like being on a spectrum, like we need that order. We need that structure. We need that container in order to actually have intuition because without that intuition can feel really overwhelming. It can feel like chaos. It can feel like if I go into an emotion like guilt or worry, then I'm never going to be able to get out of it, Mm -hmm. which is again, a really good reason why we need safe spaces. Exactly. Is it because like it gives you, that container to allow your intuition to flow in a way that feels like it can be held and contained and seen. Yeah. I, I speak to, um, when I visualize feminine and masculine, um, I'm, I'm not sure if I spoke, I think I've spoken about this to you before. Maybe I look at it as, um, the masculine is the frame mm-hmm. and the feminine is the painting. Mm-hmm. And the painting can't be witnessed or seen if there's no frame to hang it up. And also there's nothing to see if it's just a frame, right? It's like, we we need both. Yeah. And I feel like when we're speaking to like the honoring, the request, the devotional request of the body, that is like the anchored sacred masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, now this is what we're going to do with this. We have this beautiful knowing that we now trust. That is the intuition that we allowed ourselves to feel into. Now let's carry this forward Mm -hmm. in a really Mm -hmm. potent and and, and beautiful anchored way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for me, because I always have to go back to nature, Mm -hmm. um, feminine feels like water. Mm -hmm. And then the masculine is the container that the water takes up because Mm -hmm. depending on the vessel, like you can do so many different things with water. Like, you know, if you put water into a pot, you can boil it. You know, if you put water into a cup, you drink it. And so the masculine energy not only holds it, but it also helps give it purpose, Mm -hmm. but you leave a vessel empty and there's it, you know, it's not able to fulfill its purpose. Right. So that's how I, I think love of it. that. These are such good analogies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, my dear, is there anything else that you feel like needs to be said into this space that we've got? I feel like just a deep reminder for anyone listening and for ourselves included mm-hmm. is just that in this beautiful journey of life is it doesn't need to feel so serious. <laughs> I feel like this work, we can really get into like, oh, my patterns and my traumas. And yeah, let's be aware for sure. Absolutely. Mm. And and that's not the purpose of life. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. And so I spoke a bit earlier about like, you know, still go live your life and mm-hmm. have fun and get wild and mm-hmm. get hurt a bit a few times. Don't go looking for that, but just 
allow life still to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's almost like that's the feminine. Mm-hmm. And then the, the masculine is the like, but also pay attention and also allow yourself to have self-governing agency always. Mm-hmm. On like, how is this feeling? Mm-hmm. That curious place, like go have fun and live your life and, and dance and play and, mm-hmm. and cry and, and have these moments of like, of like utter disbelief of what the heck's happening in life. And then also utter joy. And like, we can't control, but we can have self agency in how we respond Mm -hmm. and how we allow ourselves to react to it. So it doesn't need to be so serious. Um, Please allow yourselves to be gentle. That's been a big word for me, gentle. And, um, and then, yeah, I think one of the big things too, is that, if you're listening to this you're human with a heartbeat, you're not alone in your experience. And there is a lot to be said about having the support that feels safe and trusting for you to be able to navigate when, when life feels almost like when when life feels difficult and confronting, we can navigate alone. We don't necessarily have to. And in my experience is, um, having the mentors that I have, I'm so grateful to have, to have allowed processing and healing to come at a pace or with more epiphanies than would have happened on my own. Yeah. 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 Be gentle and have fun. (laughs) Use every fucking color in the paint set. (laughs) Yeah. And go out of the lines and just like, just go do it your own way. Yeah. <laughs> Allow yourself to be fully expressed and, and just, yeah, gosh, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what I would also add to this. And that also, it's just such a, like, I love having these conversations with you. Mm-hmm. And Same. it just feels, feels so nice to, um, like, I'm just going to quickly say this as well. Is that like following intuition, um, Sometimes we don't always know right away, like where it's leading us. Um, But when we can reflect, we can see, oh, wow, that really led me here. And isn't that so cool? And part of that is how we got to gravitate with each other. And I know it's through Jeremy, um, but like following and saying yes to let's do this podcast. And, um, and also even before that, I think of like just, the choices that I've made that have allowed me to feel connected to souls that um, I feel safe with. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel safe within myself mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's a really beautiful reflection yeah. that I must be doing some things right in order to be able to be in conversation with people yeah. like you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's the highest compliment that anyone can give me is is when they say that they feel safe with me you know clients friends partners any human um because that makes me feel like like you just said i must be doing something right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. well kendra how can people find you are you putting some stuff out in the world that you're excited about yes thank you um Normally, folks can find me on Instagram at Adachi Kendra, 
And I am, I think we talked about this last time that I'm updating my website. I haven't done that yet, but you can still find me on my website, adachikendra.com. And currently I am finishing up the last month of the seven month container called the honored body. And I will be opening the doors for that again in October. And it has seven months of a lot, basically so much of what we spoke about, of coming, returning to our self-agency, navigating our relationships to what we consume, to our relationships, to our environment, returning to really like what is that unique intuition in ourselves, Mm -hmm. building in that trust, building in that trust. And this container is so beautiful because it is quite intimate. I'm capping it at eight people. Mm -hmm. And... um, it's intimate and it's a place where, you know, it is application only. So if anybody is interested, I'll drop my email and people can um, email me. And the reason being is that the energy is so sacred mm-hmm. in this space. And um, it's important that it does feel safe for everyone involved. Yeah. So I'm really so grateful for this round. Um, again, we have one more month and it's just like blowing my mind. And we'll be starting again in October. And with that as well is um, I have another container called Permission that is a nine-week container. And I started to realize that so much of kind of what you were saying is like, well, the honored body is I'm, I'm in love with it. I'm in love with its evolution. I recognize that there's a piece that's missing. And that is a separate practice of where we actually do the let's breathe into and navigate these sensations and feelings in our body. Where does it feel dense? Let's actually start the conversation with our body. Mm -hmm. And that's not an actual talk conversation. It's a feeling, it's an experience. So I created a container called permission and we are actually going to be having our final week next week. And, um, but that will be opening again also in October. But what I'm going to do is for this new round of the honored body, permission is just going to be a part of it. That's mm-hmm. just going to be a part of being in that container is access to this embodiment practice. Or for folks that are just feeling called to do the embodiment practice, that'll be available too. So it'll just be permission separately. Or if you enter the honored body, you will automatically also be entering in permission as well. And these Hopefully. will be up in October, um, for permission to enter that, um, and you, and not wanting to go or not feeling called to go into the honor body, anybody can go into that. Mm-hmm. And I'll have, I can share a link if people are interested in learning more. And everything yeah. is found on your website, which is? Everything is found on my website, which is adashikendra.com. And again, though, for the honored body, I'll just send my email address to Sounds do good. an application. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And I'll have that all in the show notes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, oh. thank you so much for sharing your afternoon with me. And um, thank you to the listeners out there who are also joining us from whatever time space continuum they're joining <laughs> us from. <laughs> yeah. What is time? Yes. Um, and I'm sure you and I will be having more of these conversations in the future. So keep an eye on Kendra because she's one of my friendos that oh. is always welcome to come share her wisdom. As we are wrapping up, I just want to send out 
a few pings of gratitude out there. First of all, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of our community. And if you would like to support our project, you can find us on patreon.com. I would also like to send some thanks out to Mayan Kites, who creates original music for our podcast, and for Andre Lagasse, who produces these podcast episodes. Thank you.